hope so. Okay. Are you all in? <laughs> I'd be all in on nobody saying that anymore. Because right. I've rewatched these now and I'm like, all right, we, we get, get it. it. We, <laughs> we get, get it. it. The show is called All In. But Gary, you have to be all in. You <laughs> do. And then now that song can play. Yep. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, man, come on. <clears throat> well, hello, and welcome to This is the NWA, a podcast celebrating the past, the present, the future, the legacy, the history, tradition, the whole shebang of one of the greatest wrestling entities of all time, the National Wrestling Alliance. I am your host, Gary Horn. And today we're finally getting back on track. Today we're having a YouTube rewatch. Now, for some reason, if you're just jumping in on this episode, the YouTube rewatch is a show where we are trying to catch you up on all the happenings of the NWA since Billy Corgan and David Lagana took control of it on the holiest of days, May 1st, 2017. The way we do this is I have personally curated a playlist of NWA content over on our YouTube page, and you can go and watch each playlist and come listen to the corresponding episode about it. Easy enough, right? But that's not all. See, it would be one thing for me to sit here all lonely and tell you everything I already know and you've already seen, but in some cases, maybe you're brand new to wrestling in general or just to the National Wrestling Alliance. Maybe you have questions. Maybe you want to not feel like the odd person out and you want to experience the NWA for the first time with somebody else who's just getting into it. And that's why I never do one of these alone. Instead, on every single episode, I bring on another guest who is completely unfamiliar with the NWA. That's right. Each episode is me talking to someone who may be just like you and is seeing this for the very first time. This will let us get lots of opinions, perspectives. Sometimes the person will be watching everything up until this point. Sometimes the person has only watched their specific playlist. In either case, it makes for an interesting discussion, and we don't pull punches. We speak from the heart and let the world know our honest opinion on what we've seen, hopefully creating a new NWA fan, or at the very least, giving ideas on how the NWA could improve. All right, that is a shit ton of intro. Ladies and gentlemen... In the wrestling world, there can never be too much influence and opinion from the female persuasion. So that's why this week we're joined by one of my favorite people, the lovely and talented Madeline Hoptree. Hello. Oh, Maddie, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, thanks for having me, Gary. This is a good day. We're getting to bring back the YouTube rewatch. And like I said, it's nice to have a lady's opinion. Wrestling can be a sausage party a lot of times. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lots of dudes watching wrestling. And usually I think the stereotype is like redneck dudes. Yeah, I was getting ready to say it's a specific type of dude. I've I've found a lot of time. I'm from West Virginia, so oh. um, I'm Charleston is a hubbub of... <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen uh, Wild and Wonderful Whites in West Virginia? Yes. I was just curious. Yeah. Was that like you're growing up? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> that that part where they're like doing cocaine on the grandmother's birthday and she's just crying. <laughs> she's like she's I mean that certainly exists in West Virginia, speaking of stereotypes, but um that is not how I personally grew up. I always think about when I think about that, I think about the dancing guy. I can't think of his name. Jesco. Jesco, yeah, yeah, Jesco White. And then I also think of the time where they're going through the drive through or something and they're like looking in the window of the restaurant and somebody's in there and they're like, She lost her baby today. <laughs> oh they took her baby. Yeah. 
her baby. <laughs> They're just like yelling it out across the room. Yeah. Oh. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so now when I think of you, that's what I think oh, of. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Madeline, let me ask you this. What is your experience in West Virginia or otherwise with wrestling? Do you have any background like watching wrestling or yeah, anything? Yeah. Um, I mean, I grew up in in the 90s yeah so it was all so it was stone cold steve austin you no know, sting um i grew up playing like the wcw on nintendo nice. so that was you know how i was always surrounded by it but then i moved uh here to south carolina and my stepdad and i watched uh wwe raw and then uh was it thursday night Monday night. Uh, there, Monday wait. night was raw, but then Thursday night was something else oh, too. Oh, like thunder or something. I yeah, I don't. Day. I don't remember. But yeah, we we religiously watched it for a, about a year and a half, and then um, you know I went to high school and yeah. turned into a, a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you watched some of. It. So this is not your yeah, first it's, experience. It's not my, it's, I I was familiar with like a lot of you know names like I knew who Ric Flair was like I knew who like Dusty Rhodes and Harley Race were but I didn't really like know of them as well as you know like The Rock or Sting you know yeah, I wasn't as yeah. familiar with them yeah it was hot in the nineties and like yeah The Rock and Stone Cold were like huge like it was like mainstream pop culture then I'm pretty sure I gave my son like one of my like little old Stone Cold like action figures I held on to it for somehow oh, yeah. for like 20, 20 years or something so he's like who the hell is this you no know, he loves Stone Cold he's like obsessed oh, really? yeah oh that's awesome how much of this did you end up watching I know that you watched further than I expected I start, you yeah do. well I have I you know I'm all about movies and books and stuff. So I like starting in the chronological beginning and yeah. I wanted to know, I don't know, we've talked about, you know, this podcast and everything a lot. And so I just wanted to know the whole story and start from the beginning or whatever, which has been really exciting, you know, learning so much. Yeah. Um, and it's been really fun, like watching everything and yeah. I've had a great time. So that's good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. So yeah, Maddie was like, uh, screw your playlist. She just like started yeah. right on the NWA's <laughs> you YouTube. You were like, oh, it's way too much for, for anybody to watch. And I was like, is that a challenge? And yeah. so I just went to, you know, the NWA YouTube channel and I started from the very beginning, um, you know, with Tim Storm. And just, nice. Yeah. So I guess the next question then is, do you regret this yet? Not at all. Okay. All right. You could say I'm all in. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that that won't be the last time we say that. All right. We'll dive into the show. Like basically... The real reason you're here, though, I mean, I'm happy that you watched everything, but we're dealing with our YouTube playlist number seven, which is the build-up to All In, where we last left for the people listening to the YouTube rewatch. Cody and Nick have been going back and forth, and Nick's like, oh, this is going to be on my terms, and Billy Corgan sets it up anyway, and he's like, you're going to fight Cody, and then Nick's pissy about it, and then all of a sudden he gets another letter, and he finds out he's got to face Flip Gordon. I think that's how the last playlist ended, was him being... Yeah, that's how the beginning of this, of the number seven starts, is with Nick Aldis versus Flip Gordon. Well, so the very first video in the playlist is actually one that's uh, kind of interesting. It's just called, Who is the Demolished Man? It's Josephus driving up in a white SUV or hatchback or something. He's creepily hanging out on a park bench with a brown paper bag, and he pulls it out, and it's a book. It's called The Demolished Man by Alfred Bester. Have you read that? I haven't, but I Wikipedia'd it. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
I had never heard of this book in my life. But Maddie, you might be interested in Josephus. He's very well he, read. Yeah, he he does have great literary taste, and I, I that's one thing that when it you know introduced him as a character, and it shows. Um, I, I know it compares like Tim Storm to him, and he's like I'm I'm a professor, Mister High School Teacher, right? Like it, you know, it shows him reading in his library, and I was like, wow, I actually that looks like a nice library. Like I want to go check those books out. Like, well, we'll uh, we'll hit Josephus up after this and yeah. see if he'll. Uh, let us come over and let you What's see his library. What's your favorite book, Josephus? Yeah. What do you like to read? That's a good question. I wonder. Um, did you read The Demolished Man? Had I, you heard of it? No. Okay. No. So I looked it up, and it, The Demolished Man is a science fiction novel by American writer Alfred Bester, which was the first Hugo Award winner in 1953. The Demolished Man is a science fiction police procedural set in the future where telepathy is common. I'm not going to go into like all the details, but there's this other thing they call the demolition where like a guy is convicted of a crime in it. And I guess what they do is they put you in seclusion and start showing you things to slowly strip away your sanity so that it breaks you down to your core so that they can try to remake you as a better person. Like Clockwork Orange? Yeah, sort of like Clockwork Orange. Yeah. I don't even know why I never thought of that before, but yeah, it's a lot like Clockwork Orange. Yeah, it sounds like solitary confinement in prison and... You know what they do to him in Clockwork Orange. So he leaves the book on the bench. He's leaving it for Tim Storm. He says, well, actually, when he gets back in the car, I remember he just starts screaming like a maniac. Yeah. But he says to the camera that Timothy Storm, he always says, yeah, requires Timothy. more tutelage. And he said that Crimson let him down. He's leaving the book for Storm, and they will have to decide who is the demolished man, Clarksville, Tennessee. So it's just like, I guess, a match they've got coming up. So either Josephus wants to break down Tim Storm to his core, or he thinks Tim Storm is telepathic. I'm not really 100% sure. <laughs> I'm, How... I'm pretty sure it'll be the first one. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't think that he thinks Tim Storm is telepathic. Yeah. Um, I think he probably sees himself as the demolished man, but, uh, you know, will project, take those punishments, and I guess do that to Tim Storm? Yeah, maybe. Maybe like tie him to a chair and yeah. get real freaky. Um, I don't know what the chances are that the book's even going to still be there because I don't know how he's communicating this t- to Tim Storm except through this video. Is Tim Storm just going to walk up to this random bench? And like, <laughs> like, how's he going to know what bench it is? Yeah, exactly. He doesn't say that in the video. So at some point, he's got to text him the info or something, um, I guess. 38th and 9th, uh, yeah. there is a park bench. <laughs> the trouble is, is Tim Storm is Tim Storm, and he's probably not watching a lot of YouTube. No. And he's, uh... I don't think even if he saw this, he would care. Like I <laughs> I feel like he would just be like, crazy son of a bitch. Like, yeah, just like, all right, whatever. Yeah. There's, there's a book out there somewhere. So uh, we'll move on to video number two. Flip before Cody. It's NWA 10 pounds of gold number 27. And this is all about how Nick Aldis has to now defend his NWA World's Heavyweight Championship against Flip Gordon before he moves on to face Cody Rhodes. They do some mad shit talking about Flip Gordon. They do. (laughs) I felt so bad for him. I was like, I don't even know who this guy is, but I I, I feel bad for him. (laughs) I am so excited to announce where we're going to do all of it. Can we do it right now? No. Hey guys. I'm definitely all in. Yeah. Yeah. You're not booked, Flip. Get out! Get out! Uh, Flip Gordon is a nice guy. You know, so is your uh, Uber driver. So is the guy who cuts your grass. So is the trash man. So is plenty of people are nice guys. And, you know, 
I'm not saying he doesn't belong in the locker room like those guys don't belong in the locker room. Flip's obviously made strides as a competitor. He's friends with Matt and Nick Jackson. Hasn't put him on all in yet though. I think this is a bad move. Damn it, Flip. Are you guys sure you wanna give a flat earther like Flip Gordon an NWA world title shot? I've been a wrestling fan my entire life. I have over 108 Mexican wrestling masks in my room, and I have an Emmy. But just think about this. What if Flip does somehow manage to win the NWA world title? What happens to the iconic dome on the 10 pounds of gold? Does it become flat? Flip Gordon, I guess it's like when every little league team gets that consolation prize trophy. It looks like you're getting a consolation title match. Cody, Nick Aldis, everybody's just like, who is this guy? Like, <laughs> Poor Flip. Yeah. You know, I met Flip in Concord, North Carolina, and he's a super friendly guy. And the main thing that I remember about him, though, is did he, he was—he did in <laughs> his matches. You? Yeah, he no, he didn't like flip for me. <laughs> I wish that that was him. That he just like, hey, I flip Gord. Watch. <laughs> I'm Flip Gordon, and then just does a flip right. I do there. flips. <laughs> That's why my friends call me Flip. <laughs> and then you start to understand why nobody wants him around. But he's just like, oh man, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> like Cody's like, oh dude, you gotta screw off, man. Like, what's God. <laughs> somebody, somebody take Flip. <laughs> the one thing I do know is that we were at this VIP thing. It was at a bar, and the food was all set up on the bar, and you just go make your own plate and sit down and all this stuff. So Flip was in line behind me. I sat down at one table. He went to another table. But the next time I saw him, he was walking back to the bar, and he had this giant tray of macaroni and cheese. And he was like, <laughs> is that all for I him? looked up at him, and he was like, I thought that I could take all of this, but they said I'm not allowed to do that. So I have to put it back. <laughs> He's like, sorry, I... I like macaroni and cheese. I was going to say, was he going to eat all of that? Like, just macaroni? Just like, I, oh, thank you. This is for me. I thought it might be a joke, but I literally, like, a couple of days ago on Twitter, he posted something about, just spent $50 on mac and cheese. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was God. like, so... Cool. So something uh, that we all now know about Flip Gordon. He likes is mac and cheese. He loves mac and cheese. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? But yeah, it's weird. He just really likes it. I guess it doesn't seem like one of those things that you could really eat and maintain a physique. Yeah, that's what I was like. I feel like like I don't know. Like they're all these wrestlers, or most of them, I would say, are just so like abs, like steel. <laughs> right. I I just. I wonder, what are you eating? Like, do you just eat like salad and grilled chicken and that's it? Flip gets it from mac and cheese. So I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that was actually my next note about this video, though, is that Flip has been fighting to be on All In and Cody and everybody else is pretty tough on Flip. It's like, I know even at All In, there's a point where Brandy, Cody's wife. So, so what happens with Flip is he's hoping to get on All In. Cody's not interested in him being he's like in All In. He's like desperate to get an All In. I love that montage before where like the brothers, uh, they're, they're like, it's okay, Flip. Like all you gotta Oh, the do Young is, Bucks, yeah. Yeah, like all you got to do is like win this fight. You just got to do this. And he's like, okay, okay, I got it. And then he <laughs> at the end, he's just like, man, now I'm never going to be in All In. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so... Brandy, Cody's wife, is a Flip fan, 
And so she's always like really nice to I him. I love her. Yeah, yeah, she's great. So like at this time, she was like really being friendly to him. And she helps him get into All In. Like he puts on a mask. This is just what happens for Flip for anybody who cares. He, I, I even said that kind of shitty, right? Like I was like, for, for whoever cares. <laughs> whoever cares about Flip. <laughs> if you're actually a person who cares about Flip Gordon. But no, he puts on a mask and he enters this battle royal and ends up winning and getting a championship shot at the Ring of Honor champion. Long story short, Brandy ends up escorting him to the ring too. Like Brandy's like super oh, happy man, no for him. No matter Cody's like pissed. That's his woman. <laughs> yeah, I mean she escorts Cody too, but she's just like you got to be nicer to Flip anyway. So uh, I don't know what it is that Cody doesn't like, but like they interview Cody at one time in the video, and they're like, "Yeah, Flip's a nice guy." Your Uber driver's a nice yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Maybe he's a little jealous that that Brandy escorted flip to the ring right he's like yeah he's nice but yeah whatever he's also pissed at billy corgan cody says he thinks uh billy doesn't like him this is bad business shows a bunch of people talking about this matchup dave Meltzer, for those that don't know is like a big wrestling journalist same with uh, ryan satin he's there but Um, that's the point of this match i think is to get people talking about it um and i think even billy corgan says that at, at a certain point that you know it's business like, yeah, like people are tweeting about it. Like everybody was talking about this match because whether it's people who thought that who were rooting for Flip because he's kind of an underdog. Like, right. I mean, I felt so bad for that guy. <laughs> no. Like without even knowing who he was, I was just like, man. Um, because I mean, they just talk. Nick Aldis is like, really, is this the guy that you want to be heavyweight champion? And Cody says the same thing. Like everybody's like. Um, really? <laughs> this is, I, I, yeah, but everybody was, people either thought that he would get crushed or that he would like somehow finagle that belt away from Nick Aldis. People were worried about it. Like yeah. some of the people talking, uh, one of the guys they featured, I should just give a shout out is Jason Cali. He's from this site, alliance-wrestling.com. And it's like all about the NWA. We've made friends on Twitter since... Since I've had this podcast, he's been super nice. Anyway, so shout out Jason. He actually showed up on this video. Hi, Jason. And there's a guy named Ben Joseph. He says he's an Emmy Award winner. and He has 108 wrestling masks. Yeah, Um, I was wondering when he he was like, I have an Emmy. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) I tried looking him up. I think he's worked on shows, like television shows and stuff, which David Lagana, who does these videos... He's a former writer for several shows, like Friends and stuff like that. So Makes sense. They probably know each other through that. Uh, there's a wrestler named Peter Avalon on there. And somebody brings up that Flip is a flat earther. Yeah. And I did not know that about Flip. So I'll, uh, it actually kind of takes me out of it a little bit. And then there's David Marquez. And David Arquette even appears yeah. at one point and says that anybody can be champion. He's he's actually a former champion uh, back in the day, it was a very controversial deal in I WCW. Bet. Like he showed I have up in a vague, vague memory of this. Like while yeah, growing up, yeah, people thought that that kind of killed everything when they put the title on him. Yeah. But they made it like it was like a fluke win. Anyway, so yeah, flips a flat earther. That that was the part that I hung, got hung up on for a little bit. So then I was Is like, he? that's what it said, and so it made me like go down this rabbit hole of looking up flat Earth stuff. And I was like, what? Why is this a real thing? And you know what? I did not see anything that convinced me that it should be a real thing. But no, I'm shaking my head. No. <laughs> I have no words. I'm just shaking my head at you. <laughs> She's shaking her head, yes. 
Like no, no, Matt's, no, I'm Maddie's, not. <laughs> Mads is all about some flat no. earth. All right. Uh, so anyway, Nick tells Flip, "Welcome to the next level." Video number three is just Billy Corgan talking to the camera about Nick Aldis versus Flip Gordon. Yeah, this is where he responds to Cody's comment about it's bad business. And he's like, yeah, it is business. I wouldn't question Billy Corgan's business since. Yeah, he says uh, Aldis is the dealer. Cody's the gambler. Corgan is the house. That's what yeah. he says. Yeah, which yeah. I was just like, damn, mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> mic drop William Patrick Corgan. He tells Cody in the video that if you want to be a big dog, you want to be a top guy, top guys get it done. So just prove that you're a top guy. Or I'm sorry, Nick Aldis. He tells Nick Aldis that. So if you're really a champ, you'll defend the belt yeah. against anybody. Which is a good response. Um, they do the NWA news update thing where it's like, do you think that's stupid? Because I've had different people on and all they, they, they do this randomly. I've had With, some people who are passionate. I, if I was watching it as they came out, then no. Because I watched everything chronologically, because I binge watched, yeah. um, I, I I got a little annoyed a couple times, but it, it didn't bother me that much. Like, yeah, I think that if I was watching it, you know, as they came out, I'd be a little, I probably wouldn't have even noticed it that much. But I will tell you what does bother me about it is that the lady who does it always says Joe C. Fuss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, why does she pronounce his name that way? And it's every time, every one of those things, she's always just like... Tim Storm will meet Joe C. Fuss. What and happened like, to his spiritual advisor? God, I wish I knew because I think she's so hot. Ew. <laughs> what? You're such a freak. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know, man. I've had a weird thing about her since like the first she time. She looks like an alien. Something's cool about her. I don't know. Kind of dig her. Okay. I'm just saying. I'd go to. I'd, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna kink shame you, but <laughs> <laughs> everybody's got their their weird quirks. I, I guess. And mine's bald ladies. Apparently, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird because I don't. I don't know why I'm getting into this with you right now. But I'm generally not into short hair. So you, it's just one or the <laughs> other. It's I want like, long hair or nothing. Right. It's like long hair or just get rid of it. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. Anyway. Let's talk about this further, but off yeah. this podcast. <laughs> off the podcast. Okay. Um, I'm just saying shave that head, Maddie. Absolutely uh, not. <laughs> All right. So we get a little bit of an update. The Tim Storm versus Josephus is going to be no DQ. Tim Storm, I noted here, keeps calling him Joseph. Yeah. So I don't know why he does that I either. I feel like that's him like talking, like, you're not important enough for me to even remember your real name or like shortening it while... Josephus is like Timothy, which, you know, only your parents or people who are like. <laughs> so she's like doing the like. Yeah, you call you name. call me Madeline, but only like certain times. Otherwise, you just call me Maddie. Right. Right. Like, I think that that's he's kind of pushing him, you know, Timothy Storm. Like, and <laughs> maybe that's it. Yeah. And Tim Storm's just like, fuck you, Joseph. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I I wish that like if people could have seen like the little head shake that you gave at the exact same time, and then I was trying to picture Tim Storm doing that exact <laughs> like movement. I love Tim Storm, I really do. My my mom is 
50 years old and a school teacher and a total badass. And yeah. I think that he's amazing and just like a good guy. I I agree. I'm a big fan of his. There's something really cool about him. I don't even know if they intended for him to take off like he did at the beginning, like when Billy Corgan and uh, when he bought the promotion, mm-hmm. Tim Storm was the guy who was the champ. But at the time, their promotion kind of gotten into like just just obscure. Yeah. And so their goal was to bring it back. But so they just decided to keep Tim Storm and let I him carry the title. And because he's, you know, the first champion under like the new regime, I guess, of the NWA. And so he sets the standard. Like that's what the whole conversation is about through 10 pounds of gold, you know, is keeping the championship to the standard of Harley race and dusty race as elite. Right. As it should be. Yeah. And I think that it starts with Tim Storm because he's such, he's an honorable man. That's how he's depicted. Nick Aldis is a cocky gentleman, but he like still, and then dusty Rhodes is wrestling royalty. Right. Oh, you mean like Cody? Like he's or in Cody. the lineage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, I get what you're saying. It's like this lineage. You're right. Spiritual advisor is going to be back, by the way. I meant to say that okay, earlier, but good, uh, good. so don't I worry. can't wait. <laughs> I know. Me either. So uh, the next video is All In or Bust. This is Aldis versus Flip. And uh, so this is the actual match. There's a convo happening. Like it's showing the stadium and uh, Billy and Flip are like chit-chatting oh, at one yeah. point. Billy Corgan's like... Like told Flip he could come like after the show because Billy Corgan's playing the Smashing Pumpkins show like in the arena next door and he's like yeah once you win you can come over and watch me <laughs> like <laughs> well he are says you buddy buddy <laughs> well I was gonna say he says like Flip's like Billy says I can hold the championship up on stage yeah. <laughs> I was like he's so he's such a little kid <laughs> I know he is when they're talking um and Billy Corgan just like you know gives him the one arm like pat on the shoulder and I'm just in my head I'm going like good job son like i could hear just like i'm rooting for you now do a flip for me yeah come on come on flip 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 for uncle yeah flip (laughs) anyway it shows colt cabana who's a former champion uh pep talking flip at one point and you mostly get to see this match happen but um it's it's like more of a highlight than the full match Aldis ends up getting the pin after a flying elbow. The ref counts flip down, but his foot's on the ropes. Oh, and then they have to restart the match. But somewhere in there, Flip's leg gets kind of messed up, and uh, he gets put in Nick Aldis's finisher, which is the King's Lynn Cloverleaf, and Flip passes out. That's how he goes out. So he doesn't tap out. He doesn't give up. He just passes, passes out. out. It's just too much. And then it's actually kind of sweet. Like Cody and Aldis come into the ring yeah. afterwards, and they help him up. Poor I flip, think, but. Yeah, at the end of it, I think that because he really did go all in. Um, not, I'm not even, I wasn't even trying to do it that time, but um, he really did, you know, I, I think the fact that he showed up and put forth his best effort and he, it wasn't just a super easy fight for Nick Aldis. Like he was actually challenged a little bit. And so I, I always really appreciate it when at the end, you know, they show that's that sort of respect. Yeah. That sportsmanship. Other. Yeah. And I like how Cody at the end was like, Oh, I've gained respect for you now too, flip. Yeah. Like, Good job, bro. He's earned the respect of... He's finally gained that... His big brother. Yeah, that validation. Yeah. He's like, oh, they they notice me now. They appreciate me. It's poor weird. Flip. I know, I'm thinking <laughs> poor, poor Flip. Flip. I was just picturing in my head, like, Cody's like, you did a good job. And he's like, thanks, Dad. I mean, yeah. Cody. All right, so it's set now. Cody versus Aldis. All in. It's going to happen. Nobody's standing in between them. So this leads right into the next video. 
It's called Cody versus Nick Ald is set for all in NWA World's Championship. So this one is Cody and Brandy come out into the middle of the ring and they're at this Ring of Honor show. And Cody talks about how he's lost some of the title matches he's had recently. Yeah, he didn't have a good year. Yeah, and he's uh, saying that none of his matches were one-on-one though. So he's got that in his favor this time. And he also has Lady Luck. And, and then he says, kisses her. Yeah. And it's super sweet. Thanks, Brandy, They're the for most all of her support. Couple ever. They are. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very sweet moment. He thanks Brandy mm-hmm. for like being okay when he decided to just write the biggest check he's ever written to try to put on an event and that whole thing. It's very nice. You need to get you somebody who's like Brandy is for Cody and Cody is yeah, for she Brandy. She supports him. And then she was talking about how when they were started dating, he showed her that picture of um, Dusty wearing the belt and like she knew how important it was. And yeah. I just think they're so sweet. They are sweet. But now he says he needs somebody who's all business to come to the ring instead of all the romantical stuff. So he calls out Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis talks about Cody being the conductor of the Bullet Club, and people start chanting choo-choo. I thought that was kind of weird. And they said, all right, if you make a choo-choo shirt, I want to cut. (laughs) That was funny. Aldous talks about how he, you know, despite Cody's lineage and all of this other stuff, that he helped reinvigorate this whole brand. He's the man who's been carrying this title, and it means everything to him now. But he says that now that Cody's lost these other titles, like, what's the upside for him? You know, Cody wants the 10 pounds of gold, but... Aldous is getting nothing out of this in return. So Cody offers his ring to Nick. Uh, says it'll be collateral. Or coll- it'll be collateral. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm laughing with you. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? And then Nick says, all right, well, I'll think about it. And he starts to get out of the ring. Like, like it's an option at this yeah, point, I guess. Everybody's... <laughs> We all know at this point that they're getting ready to have this fight. And everybody's excited about it. I was pumped. I was like, come on. This is going to be great. Because after the whole you know, speech about Brandy and everything, you know, Nick comes in and is like, um, can we have Cody the promoter leave and Cody the wrestler be oh, in yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. And I was I just know. like, damn. Because, I mean, he does spend a good like 10 minutes talking about his wife and the show and everything, um, which, you know, it's great. But I thought that it was... Uh, it was funny. Nick got that little little jab in there. You know, he was kind of right, too. Oh, he's kind of right. But now Cody does come back as Nick's walking away. And, and why? While you're thinking about it, you said, I have nothing to offer. Think about how you'd like to probably move from the penny slots to the high roller table. Think about the NWA World's title and think about it in front of 10,451 people. While I was beating Kenny Omega and Cody Abushi, all you did was beat a 53-year-old history teacher for that title. talk about tim storm that way like i hate it and i i do like when uh when storm at one point he's like one day somebody's gonna find something new to say about me yeah i'm 53 years old yeah i'm a teacher yes i have grandkids like come on be creative that's a good point yeah, yeah. maddie's taking up for you tim i got your back yeah but that makes nick turn around and he starts walking in and then they start playing that song yeah. oh man 
Are you all in? <laughs> and then the guys from the Bullet Club have to come down and like break them apart. Uh, next video is Madison Square Garden sells out. 10 pounds of gold, number 29. So... This whole thing, all of independent wrestling, like for anybody that doesn't know, WWE has been the main brand for a long time. Like they're the big dog. Nobody can take on the big dog. So all in all came about because Cody felt challenged to try to put on a show and stuff. So now all these independent brands are like kind of growing bigger. And they proved with this show that they could sell out a 10,000 seat arena. And I think they had like 10,400 and something people there or something like that. But Anyway, it proved that WWE doesn't have to be the only game in town. Billy and Dave started doing stuff with the NWA. I think that they they had like a 20-year plan in mind on what they were going to do, but they didn't expect things to grow as fast as they're growing right now. They put a lot of thought into this, but I don't know. I don't know if they knew the whole wrestling world was about to start changing quite like this. And, I think that uh, it's it's the perfect time, honestly, yeah. for like a revitalization of wrestling. So. Yeah, exactly. I don't think, like, it seems like it's about to hit this other boom period all of a sudden. Yeah. They happen to be like right on the forefront. It's exciting to watch. And I, I, think, I think Billy Corgan himself is like part of it, too. Because even when I'm just like talking to, you know, my friends about this and like how I, I t- you know, I told a lot of people like, oh, I'm getting ready to do this podcast or whatever. I'm just like catching up on some wrestling. And they're like, what? <laughs> First of all, you watch wrestling? And I was like, yeah. And I'll go into him like, yeah, Billy Corgan. Bought it in like 2017. Um, and it's just been like really cool. And everybody's like like smashing pumpkins, Billy Corgan, and they're automatically a little more interested because really? of that. That's um, cool. Well, I think so. he knew when he came in. I, I knew at least that he had the idea that he'd have some access to like press and stuff yeah. that or like media outlets that I think there'd be a lot of people might not smart about all of it, like doing the 10 pounds of gold and everything. It's just like, yeah, watching it grow and the choices that they're making, like the matches and everything. Like I, I, I'm shaking my head. Yes to this. All right. Good. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait till we have a video show. Just just me shaking my head. Yes. Maddie's very expressive. (laughs) I'm super animated. (laughs) She's going to be great. So anyway, they show stuff from Waterloo, Iowa. Um, This is so this video is just kind of like just celebrating some of the past stuff. This hotel in Waterloo where the NWA was first formed back in like 1948. Uh, originally, there was the gold room, so yeah, they get they to go, go into in the as, room where all the original um, people who like created the company like signed it and everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of the guys there is Adam Pierce. He's like a former champion himself. Um, they show the Dan Gable Museum, which is like wrestling's Hall of Fame. It's like or like a museum that I think they do the Hall of Fame there. The Hall of Fame that's not WWE's Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like it's the Hall of Fame for all of wrestling. Anyway, so they show like I mean one of the old champs. Jack Briscoe, they've got like his boots and his belt set up there and stuff. I don't know. It was just a cool, cool to see all of that stuff. Billy I like, says, "I like watching all the history, like the yeah. flashbacks and stuff that they have." So the other part of this podcast that I'm eventually going to start doing is having people on and try to, uh, like, I've got Harley Race's book on the way right now, oh, and I'm going to start. So cool. Yeah, I'm going to start trying to go at it last podcast style okay. and like pick subjects. Harley Race, like, let's spend the whole time talking about yeah see so maybe you can be involved with that too but so billy says this and i agree nick has this old soul approach to everything he fits right in line with all the past great champions nick is very like he carries himself differently than most champions do these days like he's got the suit and like very proper i appreciate that 
it gives some it it lends more prestige to to the championship. But I think that um, you know Tim Storm was kind of that way too. Like he, he, he always was, yeah. dressed really nicely. And Nick Aldis is always everybody talks about how he thinks that he's better than everybody else. But if you think that you're better than everybody else and you act like it, a lot of times you end up being better than everybody else. And yeah, yeah he's he's a cocky bastard, probably. That's but. a life lesson for all you nerds out there. Yeah. Take it from Maddie. <laughs> I don't know. I really I like Nick Aldis, honestly. I do too. Yeah, he's a good I think he's, he's a good champion. I agree with you. I, Billy does tell this other story in here too that I thought was really cool that he says um, he says he's really good friends with Lisa Marie Presley and he ta- tells a story about how like to him Elvis and Dusty were like the same thing yeah. like that Dusty was to wrestling what Elvis was to rock but he says you know at a certain point he's talking to Lisa Marie about Elvis and he has to like he can take a step back and realize she's not talking about That's Elvis like it's her dad. And so he said it's kind of an interesting thing with like Cody too. Like it's not. That's kind of what I was saying about how I like the direction that they do like the videos and everything because they, yeah. I mean, we, people who've been watching wrestling for a long time, we've all experienced the like really kind of the fake, like this isn't, but that's what I really like about like the NWA now. And since you've introduced it to me is it's all, it brings reality to it. Like they, yeah. they tie things that are... They, they, talk, they talk about authenticity a lot. Yeah, and like like cr- the Crimson Aldous thing. Like they show pictures of him as the best man in his wedding. And yeah. that's something that I really like drawing from reality to, to create, yeah. you know, to more and like the marketing and everything else. I think that's just so smart. I agree. Yeah, that's, that's what I really like about it too. And uh, Billy at the end of this video is basically just... He sold out Madison Square Garden with the Smashing Pumpkins, and so he's looking around from the stage, and he says he sees one day where a NWA championship match is going to headline oh, MSG. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. Right. It's yeah. going to happen. It will. I have faith. I know it is. All right. Video number seven is Do the Work, 10 Pounds of Gold, number 30. The kind of their Robert Frost quote at the beginning of this about the road less traveled. That's one of my favorite quotes. I knew, I knew that you would, that you would appeal me, to you. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I knew that that would appeal to you for, for some reason. Some some people have been like uh, who've been on here. Like I think Miles, maybe you know Miles. He was put off by that stuff because he's like, really the wrestling no, thing. I love it, <laughs> but I I mean I'm a nerd for things that that I get. I've loved that poem for years, so it was like an Easter egg for me. You know, it's just like yeah. oh, that's so great. Robert Frost on the wrestling <laughs> combines two of my great loves. See, this well, is awesome. Then it worked for you. Then that's good news. So. Maybe they're maybe they're doing something right. Maybe it doesn't work for uh Thank you. That nerdy was for dudes. Me, probably. <laughs> yeah. No, they they were like maybe he was. Maybe he was like maybe I can see how he probably I, I can see I know Miles, you know, I've known him for 15 16 years now um so i i can see why he has that opinion yeah like, yeah that doesn't surprise me <laughs> so the next thing you see is nick aldis going into the, he's going into this brewery and like the first thing i saw was like him going in it and I, and I guess they're having a wrestling match there but at the time i had noted like nick aldis is going in this brewery in just tights and the belt <laughs> i like to imagine that this is just how he shows up to places sometimes when it's casual night out <laughs> Did somebody ask for a champion? Oh, so it shows Cody, though, working out. And he's working out with Ray Lloyd slash Glacier, who was a WCW guy. Actually, just real quick, I have a Ray Lloyd story. And it was that my stepmom used to teach Sunday school all the time. And I was a big wrestling fan. And she's like, you got to come do this thing. Uh, Like some wrestlers doing this thing for this kid that's in my Sunday school class. And the kid had 
some kind of bone issue or something like his bones did not form properly in one arm or something so he had to have this big surgery and his family couldn't afford it it's in this small town but ray lloyd was originally from that small town so somebody reached out to ray lloyd who was glacier at the time in wcw and asked him if he could do something and he put on a wrestling show in the small town and like had all these guys from WCW come in. It was completely that free. That warms my heart. No, it was it was like the sweetest thing in the world. So like all these guys that aren't getting paid yeah. are showing up there, to you know, help this to help yeah, to help this little kid. Aww. And even including like everybody was talking about Bill Goldberg and I'm like, Goldberg's not going to show up to this thing. Like he's not making any money, but sure as shit, Goldberg showed up to it. And I'm like, he's like at the time the hottest right up there with Stone Cold and The Rock, like hot on television. And that's amazing. Super free show. Like he just shows up and ends up winning his match. And like he goes and grabs the kid, puts him on a shoulder and like walks around with him. I'm about to start crying right now. Oh, well, I don't mean to do that, but it was just a, it was a really really sweet moment so I've always thought highly of that guy so when I saw him here I was like oh man that dude's good people oh, like he's a that's great he, well I, mean, I know that like at Co- Cody at one point he's like yeah some people you know pay hundreds of dollars for training by him I get it for free <laughs> it's just like no <laughs> oh, Cody you dick like <laughs> we get it we get it <laughs> Cody I, I love you but we get it bro what one thing that's really nice about Cody and Nick that that pairs well is they both walk a fine line of being like cool and an asshole at the same time yeah I, I think that's why their matchup is is so great is um because they're kind of similar yeah and they have a nice compatibility yeah. going on there. Also, weirdly, at that show, I remember uh, I met Chris Benoit because he was another guy who showed up there. And it's kind of sad considering what happened with yeah. Chris Benoit, you know. But I remember him being at that show and talking to that kid and then like one of the agent guys being like, you got to go, Chris. Like this, the plane leaves it, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, then we'll get a different plane. Oh, and just like man. he wanted to hang out with that kid. And... I feel like I should put that out there for anybody listening because, you know, Chris. Chris Benoit did have good moments. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> so everybody knows. Chris's stuff did not end in a great fashion, no, but he. he not at, at all. Yeah. At least at one point, the guy was a, a genuine he dude. Was, he was a sick. He was yeah, sick. Exactly. So anyway. Uh, yeah, so Nick's at this uh, brewery that has wrestling. I love that. So that's like. He shows up half naked at a brewery ready to. To throw down. It's like, you know, you mentioned at the beginning of this one, the Robert Frost and wrestling thing. It combines your great loves. This combines my great loves. Not... Beer and Nick Aldis? I, was, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it combines my great love. Beer and wrestling, not half-naked Nick Aldis. Or maybe. I don't know. I so, mean, I also love beer and a half-naked Nick Aldis. So. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Anyway, I'm so, I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm very single. <laughs> Haven't been to needs... talk about kinks. <laughs> this, this whole thing is just uh-huh. getting out it's of hand. It's just a now. ploy. <laughs> She's trying to get in the NWA in another way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, anyway. All right, all right. So you see uh, DDP, Tommy Dreamer. Aldis seems confident. He's got Cody physically but I don't know. Goddamn, Cody's killing it at that gym. That's the they one. They show both of their workout routines, if if I'm not mistaken. Um, and Cody does 
he kills it. Yeah, he's he's looking like he is getting into shape. And that's the one thing that you know they talked to. I'm so, I'm sorry, who is the guy who trains him? Uh, Cody. Yeah. Uh, Ray Lloyd. Yeah, when they talk to him, and he's like, you know, he's really humble. Like I've never seen anybody. I'll, I'll tell him to do something, you know, give him criticism, whatever, and he just rises up to it, which I, I, that's a huge compliment. And a lot of people actually talk about how humble Cody is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a guy who has, he could have had and, everything handed to him. Yeah. Which actually goes in the next segment of the video. Aldis is making this point about, you're the son of a superstar. You know that you can work your ass off and yeah. like you've got your name you've already got a help place you. yeah and that he has to work his ass off and he's not guaranteed yeah. a spot nobody knows who he is so he says he spent a lot of his career having to he literally says i spent a lot of my career having to eat shit cody yeah. didn't have to do that so it's it's almost like i mean for all the complimentary things we just talked about they're also coming at it from different places which like, back to them being such a good match you know like everybody i think that there's a lot of hate against nick aldis because he you know comes across as like such a like cocky guy but he did have to like work super hard to to make that name for himself and he's proud of himself like he should be a little cocky cody is the people's hero like that's how i see him everybody he walks out and everybody just starts chanting immediately everybody wanted him yeah you know everybody wants him to win you know partly because of his dad i think and partly because yeah i can see because he came from you know that family like he already had that place made out for him he already had the name he didn't have to work as hard but he has like he could have very easily just you know chosen chosen to be a banker or something else but he i think that he proves he's proved himself like continuously yeah Um, i I agree with you almost he holds himself to a higher standard because of because of his dad that's a that's a really good point like he knows he has a lot to live up to yeah he's not willing to just like "Eh, yeah i'm i'm dusty Rhodes' son like he doesn't he talks about his dad in like the way that is is familiar he doesn't use his dad's name which i really appreciate about cody that's really good insight maddie thanks it shows nick aldis he has a little match with uh mr kennedy well ken anderson is his name he was a superstar in wwe for a while so some people might recognize him from there it shows cody doing some uh ddpy or ddp yoga i can vouch oh yeah yeah that that. guy okay i remember that when the guy's like it's not yoga yeah, he, he's changed it since I was messing around with it. But yeah, he it used to be DDP yoga, but now it's DDP Y. Why? Because it's not fucking yoga. Yeah, that's he keeps yelling. It's not yoga, and then Cody's like, "Yeah, it's yoga." Like <laughs> talking to the camera. Well, yeah, he's like, "Well, I've definitely called it yoga yeah. like thirty six times <laughs> yeah. already on here." So <laughs> I'm just gonna um, keep going with this. <laughs> DDP's a cool guy too. I like him. Kind of, he gives DDP the jacket, the Nightmare Family jacket. Oh, yeah, there's on there, and I love this concept he's got. Do the work. Mm-hmm. That's the that's their like mantra. That's what we're doing, Maddie, right now. We're doing the work. That's our plan. We're going to do the work. We're doing the work. It's also the Al- Alcoholics Anonymous phrase, do the work. Is it? <laughs> it is. Well. If you do the steps, you got to do the work. How apropos. So, just going to throw that out there. As we, let's cheers these white claws. <laughs> cheers on the white claw that we're drinking right now. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing macho about that. All right. Video number eight. We're almost there. 
It is uh, Freedom for All, 10 pounds of gold, number 31. All in is a big moment in professional wrestling history. It's, it's talking a lot about that, basically. Give some props to Cody and the Bucks for what they've done. You see Brandy, Conrad Thompson, Stephen Amell, who's Arrow in the show. He's, he's like there. Anyway, it, it's basically just trying to build up at the beginning of this about how big of a deal All In, like competing against... Uh, I didn't realize what a huge deal this was. I I had no idea. I mean, they kept talking about how, you know, it sold out, what, 30,000 seats or, I'm sorry, 10,000? Yes, 10,000 something. 10,000 in 30 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, that's crazy. That's crazy talk. And When people had thought they wouldn't be able to sell that many at all. Everybody was talking about that, about how they were like, hmm. So I think that, you know, back to what we were talking about, you know, wrestling's like seeing a resurgence. I think that that is a huge indicator of that. Yeah, I agree. The only NWA match that actually happens on All In is Cody versus Nick. But I did sit down with Miles and our friend Fred, and we recorded a whole show that's going to drop shortly after this about just covering All In, like match by match, like what happened at that show. Uh, I only made you have to watch the one. Oh, well, I watched them all anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, then there you go. So uh, it kind of gives a little bit of the history. Like Billy buys the NWA on May the 1st, and it's it's kind of just showing like the progression of this moment. And uh, you even get to see like some stuff from Jim Cornette. He's a former wrestling manager. Uh, his podcast where him and the other guy are like making fun of the NWA and talking about like, what did he buy? Like, why did he buy this yeah. dead promotion and all this stuff? They're making fun of him. It's kind of fun because Jim Cornette is going to go on to starting at not at All In, but at NWA 70 and their next pay-per-view, Jim Cornette will be working for them. So... It's just like, <laughs> Here's to you, Jim Cornette. <laughs> suck it, Jimmy. Uh, anyway, Billy talks about like when he first got into wrestling, he, he joined it because it was just like this rebellious free spirit movement kind of thing. Or when he first got into rock, that's how he felt about it. And that money and companies have kind of screwed that up a lot. Yeah. So where he sees that now is in wrestling. He sees like, I loved this free that. spirit. I when yeah. he was talking about that. I really liked that. Yeah, like these guys just trying to make something happen. And yeah. Yeah, it was a, it's a cool thing to see like even these independent companies, like all of these smaller ones, being willing to work together to make something to take on, sell out, and take on the big company, basically. I think, I think it's Billy that says the one thing, and this is a theme for their show that's coming up soon. Uh, he, he says that they have like a saying, it says, uh, let talented people be talented. One of the big criticisms that WWE gets all of the time right now is that they're too like overbearing. They like try yeah. to script everything out perfectly. I would, um, I would agree with that. Yeah. So the NWA, I mean, one thing they're saying about this upcoming show is like, hey, we're going to put this thing on and we're going to have a venue, but we're going to leave it up to you guys to make people want to see it and make people interested it's going to be unscripted wrestlers are going to come in and you just be who you are and if it sells that's what we'll use they want audiences can see like fans i mean because you know i i've acted and done theater and everything for like a really long time and studied film and an audience can tell the difference between something that's just been worked to death and something that is is real and because it has life to it like it has the the spark of spontaneity right and that's what every Everybody craves is like, oh, what's going to happen next? He's going to come out and like beat the shit out of like 
that's <laughs> that's the great part about wrestling is you know right. somebody will be making a speech and then like some random guy will come out and pick a beef with them and it's like all of a I I think that that's part of what's is so much better about uh, the NWA now as opposed to like the WWE. I agree, I one hundred percent with you. Cody does give like one little uh, quote from his dad. The million dollar man always used to say everybody's got a price. Not Dusty Rhodes, though. He said nobody could ever put a price on the American dream. Because Cody's doing that right now, like trying to make a dream come true. And I love this whole video for like how it builds this whole thing up. And at the end, Billy Corgan is there basically saying all in is just going to be the beginning of something that's much, yeah. much bigger. So it's literally, the precedent. as we're recording this, all in was literally a year ago. And last night we saw a pay-per-view from a company called AEW, which is Cody's new company. Like, so he's kind of doing his thing now. Like, he's kind of separated off and made his own thing. Yeah. And separate from the NWA. And the NWA is about to start their own show, too. So there's lots of stuff happening in the wrestling world. Video number nine is Cody versus Nick All. Wait. Yes. <laughs> yes. Video number nine is Cody versus Nick Aldis. All in face to face. Woo woo. This is an in ring meetup. Nick has got Cody's ring, which is sweet. He's carrying it. It's like very nice. Like it's, I wear he's his... showing it in his face. He's like, "Yeah, I've got your ring, bitch." Oh, so it's not like <laughs> I don't think that he's I like. Still wear don't his worry, ring. Cody. I've got your <laughs> ring. I'm taking care of it. I think. I think it's the opposite. <laughs> I thought it was more like rubbing it in Brandy's face. Like I wear his ring now. <laughs> I don't think Brandy has any reason to be jealous. Yeah, you're probably She's right. She's hot. That one outfit she wore, she wore that was like see-through but had stars and glitter over it. Yeah. This is the woman's perspective on wrestling. All the cute boys and the sweet outfits. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like I didn't notice her outfit, Maddie. I didn't think that you would. No. Well, yeah. I mean, I just noticed Too it busy was... busy looking at the spiritual advisor's bald head. <laughs> I was going to say, I noticed that it was see-through. It was, was amazing. I was like, I want that dress. Like, <laughs> we'll never be able to wear it anywhere. But you say as you're like, see-through all sparkles. Up here. All right. I wonder if the promoter, Cody, could take his little P.T. Barnum routine and skedaddle to the back and I could be joined in this ring by the pro wrestler, Cody Rhodes, and he can look me in the eye like a man. That was a lot of fun. And maybe you're doing all this, maybe you're getting everybody fired up, maybe you're bringing your lovely wife out here because you are confident that you can get the job done against me and walk out with this 10 pounds of gold on pay-per-view. Or maybe it's just easier for you to do all this stuff than to face the reality that's staring you in the face right now. Because when you look at me, you are not looking at a man who just beat a 53-year-old school teacher. You're looking at a man who in his career has beaten AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Kurt Angle, Jeff Hardy, Bobby Roode. I made the icon Sting tap out in the middle of the ring. And when you talk about the pressures you feel and you get misty-eyed 
talking about the pressures you feel as the son of a famous father. I got a little boy sitting at home who's wondering if his daddy's coming home with the 10 pounds of gold. So I've got all the motivation I need. So the fact that you're standing out here with that smug little look on your face just gives me one more thing to want to slap you around and make you humble in Chicago, Illinois. Cody seems real hype. Nick seems confident. You can definitely tell that this is going to be enemy territory for Nick Aldis because everybody is behind Cody 100%. He's the um, crowd favorite. Yeah. I, I'm i rooting for him. I wonder how like somebody like Ring of Honor feels about this thing. Like They're on Ring of Honor television for this doing it but nobody gives a shit about ring of honor during this stuff i mean they promote it they talk about you know what a privilege it is to be the ring of honor champion i mean cody mentions it several times about how disappointed he is that he didn't win and then about how it was great when he did and this is actually the one that you were talking about earlier where this is like a second time they're in the ring. I, I got them mixed up too, but this is the one where Cody's out there and he's talking about all in oh, like okay, over okay. and over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. This is the one where Nick calls him out on promoting. Yeah. Yeah, so much shade. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he throws out there that, you know, Cody's talking about all this legacy stuff and everything. He's like, well, I've got a son at home myself. He's looking for his dad to come home with the title, but... Every time he gets to the ring with Cody, he just keeps staring across at him. He sees that smug, overconfident look on his face. He said it's given him even more motivation to just slap him around and make him humble. I love them. I love <laughs> I love their competition between each other. They're just perfect I know. against each other. They're just a perfect couple. They really are. So he says, maybe I could put this in a way that you'll better understand it. I'm on a mountaintop, and it's going to take a hell of a man to knock me off. That's a direct Dusty Rhodes quote from back okay. when he was champ. So he was throwing that in his face, too. Hmm. And then as he's walking out, he's like, I'm the American dream. Well, not, well Cody's the American nightmare. So Yeah. Next one, Dream versus Reality, 10 pounds of gold, 32. This is a really long one. It shows a lot of like Nick as a father stuff. Oh, this is the one where you get a training montage. You get to see like Nick outside and there's like a fan obsessed with the belt and he's like do you want to hold it and the fans like oh yeah billy talking about it's been less than a year and nwa is already part of this major rocket ride that's like thing because you know i i the timeline's weird for me because i just watched it all you know yeah yeah yeah. a couple weeks so i don't think about the fact that you know something was a year ago or two years ago at this point um but that's something they kept mentioning they were like it hasn't even been a year and it's already you know blown up right right that's so exciting it is exciting cody says another part of his thing is that he got into this wanting to be a savior for his family too his brother dustin never got to compete for a world title and he wants to make sure that nobody forgets the Rhodes name. You know, th- there's a lot of wrestling families in the world. Is his brother dead or... No, Dustin... Just really old or <laughs> retired? It could still happen. Yeah, no, like, you're... why is he talking about him? In the... That's a good point. I mean, Dustin is still alive, so... Is he really, really fat? Like, is there something <laughs> no, preventing, preventing him from... <laughs> he is older, but, I mean, he still looks pretty good. Well, Cody, you don't need to, you don't need to do it for <laughs> Dustin, then. <laughs> Dustin can do it on his own. He can achieve his own dreams. <laughs> Dustin sitting at home right now like, thank you. Thank you. Somebody finally said it. Dustin, you got this. If you want the championship, I'm sure it can happen. Yeah. There you go, Dustin. You go get him. Yeah. Cody's so full of emotion. Somebody must ask him about Brandy because he starts talking about her again. But Cody is a Star Trek fan, which wins me over immediately because if you don't know this, I mean, right behind you, you can see the Enterprise on the floor right there. I'm a Star Trek nerd. We 
nerd alert, nerd alert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of nerd alert, my nerd boner popped when he says he's talking about Brandy. She's his Spock. I don't remember this. I feel... I, oh, really? Maybe, maybe I was smoking or something. <laughs> because I feel like I would have... I mean, as... Okay, let's... Let me just for for the listeners as as I'm looking at the wall in Gary's recording office, I'm looking at a picture of Spock holding a cat. Well, that's data. Um, I'm, I mean, duh. Whoops. Well, <laughs> can you erase that? Can well, erase actually, that? <laughs> no. I mean, I don't think anybody's gonna hate on you for not knowing that that was. I'm sorry. It was data holding a cat. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to think less of you, except me right I now. Think, I think less of myself. <laughs> I'm ashamed, but... But there is a, there's a Spock up there on the top shelf. There's, there's there. lots of... It also helps that I'm a huge Halloween fan, which the mask is made out of Captain yeah, Kirk's mask. I've seen like... There are like four Halloween masks. Well... Three, two, I mean, one. One is Jason. So we got to... Oh, man. We got to talk about this. You know, I gotta say, it's pretty impressive that you're here at all. Like, this is pretty brave of you. (laughs) Like, you're just like hanging out in this room with me with a lot of creepy shit around. Anyway, I was impressed. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that I'd heard the Spock thing, um, but all right, so you missed that part. Yeah, Um, is he is he saying that Kirk and Spock are lovers? (laughs) (laughs) I'm also intrigued by that. I don't. I don't think that that's what he was implying, (laughs) but. I, I think what he was saying is that because he goes on, he starts talking about that he's very much a dreamer and he has these like big grand ideas, but he's also a procrastinator and Brandy he's also like, him. Gotcha. yeah, she She's grounds the... him. She's logical. Yeah. She believes in him, but she also like logically handles the situation. She completes him. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. That's what it is. So uh, Dave Meltzer's on there again The uh, from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. He says, this is the biggest NWA title match probably since the Ric Flair era. And uh, that's kind of cool. That's, that's ranking it up there pretty high. It's more about how Nick lifted the NWA up, a lot of that. You know, you'll get this. I mean, the, yeah. the thing is, it's like when you're watching this and you're watching them back to back, a lot of it can seem repetitive. But you have to think like when these were happening, these videos were... At best, weekly. That's what I'm saying. I I can't wait until I'm caught up and then I can watch things as they come out. Yeah. So a lot of it seems repetitive, but it probably didn't feel that way at the time. It's got a lot of Aldis talking about the NWA being a promotion in the true sense of the word. They're willing to work with anybody, anytime, anywhere. He talks a lot about Cody, that Cody has to beat Nick. Nick doesn't have to beat him, but he wants to. And then the the moment that like kind of broke me, if I'm just being perfectly open... I could, I could tell you a hundred times over that it's not about uh, Dusty Rhodes. I could, and, I, and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be lying. But if I also told you, hell yeah, it's about Dusty Rhodes. It's about the NWA World's title. And it's about a son. A son wanting his dad to know. I also wouldn't be lying. No, I remember the, this. Yes. I just got chills. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then 
he starts welling up and then yeah. nerdy Gary sitting at home like, oh, Co- no, Cody. No, that's no. not nerdy Gary. That's compassionate Gary. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? <clears throat> yeah, Cody. All right, let's move on. Let's watch some yep. wrestling. <clears throat> uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, the next video is Nick Aldis versus Cody Rhodes. 10 pounds of gold, 33. It's got a nice little start. They're just showing it. It's basically another montage video using Disarm by the Smashing Pumpkins in it. I, too, use a Smashing Pumpkins song at the beginning and end of all of these shows. Oh. Um. Yeah, one of us probably had permission. Um, <laughs> uh, <hmm>. <laughs> yeah, uh, Cody credits Nick with bringing himself up and bringing life back to the title, but it's time for him to carry on the legacy. What's 10 pounds of gold to Nick is 39 years to Cody. Dusty first won the belt back in 1979. Oh. So he says it's 39 years later. Um, Maddie. <laughs> For some reason, I just threw this note in the middle of it. I said, Maddie, why did you text me to say that you were attracted to Cody? Oh, my God. <laughs> you, I I must have been. I don't know if I was watching this one time I randomly did. I believe well, you said something about his butt. <laughs> I was going to. Yeah, so there at at one point, you know, in in the Ten Pounds of Gold like montage series or whatever, where it's showing Cody and Nick talking, and Cody's got his tight pants on. I'm just like, I couldn't stop looking at his butt. It was just so big, and I, like I'm not. It was a bubble butt. Like it has a bubble butt. I I was very impressed. So that's innate. That's initially the. I wasn't. I was paying attention to Cody, but like, it wasn't really until I saw that that I was just like, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. I just like I said. He's like the hero. You're rooting for him. He's. I was a little jealous of Brandy at first, but then you know I started showing her or seeing her pop up on, on like and accompanying him on stage and everything. And she's funny and like smart. And if it was anybody else, Cody, I'd be very <laughs> be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> you deserve the best, Code. <laughs> you really do. So glad glad that you mentioned that. Yeah, I just wanted to go ahead and. Put that out there. I'm pretty sure that your response was, I haven't noticed his butt. Yeah, that's legit. I'd also be lying to say that after your text, I would be lying if I said I didn't start looking. Did see. you notice? So I was like, he does have like a little like pooched it's, out butt. It's a, like it's, yeah, like <laughs> he's got a legit butt. <laughs> anyway. Back to wrestling. Back to wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, uh, Aldis is on there. He says they're like two gunslingers. This town ain't big enough for the both of them. Why did you laugh there? <laughs> Too much for Maddie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just imagining them in like their little tiny wrestling shorts with like the gun belt. With the assless chaps on. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's go in places I didn't intend. I'm really, really sorry. No. <laughs> You're no. never going to have me back on this No, podcast. I definitely am. No, it's, <laughs> it's fun. That leads right into... So there is no on YouTube or anything, no official release of the actual match that yeah. they had. So if you're looking at the curated playlist that I have created, I have slipped in someone's less than legal upload of the match. So unlike so, you, Gary. I know. So the next two videos on the playlist are the actual match, Cody versus Nick Aldis, and then Nick Aldis versus Cody Rhodes, all in 10 pounds of gold, 34. So we'll just 
throw those in as the last thing here. If you're watching the video, they do like a weird ad for NWA 70 right before this. So that's kind of cool. That's coming up, NWA 70. I mean, it already happened. They're already promoting like an event before this one has even happened. So obviously they're being successful enough that they're going to have their own event coming up. So uh, in the 10 pounds in gold version of this, they show them in the ring, but then they do like 24 hours earlier. And you get to see a lot of the backstage stuff, which is really cool. Just how proud Cody and the Young Bucks are like when they're yeah. like hanging out, broing out about what they've made. Everybody's standing around looking at they're looking everything. at the venue and yeah, yeah. It's just it's just a big deal to them. You can tell, and it's kind of cool to see that side of it beyond even just the matches themselves. Like there's this they did this. It wasn't some huge company. It wasn't some you know. It was, it was completely independently run, which that's that's monumental for no matter what sort of production you put on. Exactly. The guys come to the ring like when it goes to. The actual match, Cody comes out with DDP, Tommy Dreamer, Glacier, brother-in-law and his father-in-law, oh, and his dog, Pharaoh. It's a sweet it's dog. Cute. I know. Brandy's there, too. Nick comes out with Sam Shaw, Arya Davari, and Jeff Jarrett, who's a former champion as well. But also Tim Storm, which I loved. I loved that good old Tim Storm got to be there and escort Nick Aldis to the ring. Yeah. I mean, before this, he'd given that thank you speech and stuff to him, too. That's right. Yeah, He he honored Tim Storm. Yeah. He appreciates Timmy. I appreciate you. Oh. Earl Hebner is the ref. I mean, that may not mean a lot to some people, but he's like old school ref, like been around for a long, long time and was mainly in the WWE, but it had kind of disappeared. And then here he is, he's ref in this match. So it just gives it this like bigger feel to it that like yeah. for just a little tiny Easter egg detail, they actually start off the match, like walking up to each other and they shake each other's hands. It's very respectable. And then it's on. <laughs> I actually noted nice handshake. It's on. And listen to that crowd. They're all in. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, if you watch this whole show, like, this is this is not the best, quote-unquote, wrestling match. They are not, neither one of these guys is flashy, like, as far as their skill. They don't fly all over the place. They don't... Well, Nick is very technical. Yeah. They both kind of have, yeah. like, a technical feel to them. So they're very much, like, wrestling. Yeah. No, it starts getting into lots of other stuff happening. I mean, they do go to the outside and Cody ends up getting busted open. Yeah, Uh, he's bloody. Yeah, the proverbial crimson mask, as they used to call it. So I don't know why you looked at me like that. (laughs) Maybe we don't need a video show ever. (laughs) You just looked at me all disappointed. You said it was. I've tried to be poetry. Yeah, well, I was. That was. That was me doing my best, Robert Frost. I I appreciate it. (laughs) So they they go at it. There's a moment with DDP, like he gets to do the diamond cutter to Davari at one point. Probably the most controversial moment in the match is like Brandy's getting herself involved, and Nick's going up top. He wants to drop his elbow onto Cody. And Brandy's rolls in there yeah. and she's like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And Nick's like, get out of the way. He's like trying to tell her to leave and she's not leaving. She is all up in his shit. Like yeah. there were a couple of times where I was just like, come on, get out of the way. I get what you're doing. You're stalling basically. But finally comes to this point of, I think what it's supposed to be is Nick is like, I'm going. And if you're still there, that's on I'm you. I'm just going to hit you. Yeah, yeah. That's how, that's how I saw it too. Yeah. 
But Brandy does cover Cody and takes the elbow. And then Nick becomes like the most hated man in the universe at that moment. Like he just hit this woman. He and didn't. I, I, I don't think that he was like, I'm, well, fuck it. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I just saying that, that crowd is uh, yeah, definitely they, hating yeah. on him right then. They're, I mean, the booze just like erupt. They're like, oh, F you, Nick. Like, what are you doing? Fitting his title. Yeah. That's she wouldn't get out of the way. So it's on her. I still love you, Brandy, but. <laughs> don't be jumping in just front of a flying next man. Time. Just move. Yeah. Stay out of it. Nick tries to roll up Cody. Cody falls on him. It's enough. He gets the pin and he wins and the crowd erupts. It's insanity. Cody. Everybody wanted him to. Cody's face. I know. Cody's face. It was talk about realism. Him and then Brandy crawling into the ring and she's like, baby, you did it. You you got this. And he's just like fucking stunned. Just shocked. Yeah. And he starts that crying like as he's looking down at the belt. And I'm like, man, it is hard to argue it. Yeah. I know. It's just like, it's hard to argue with that. That's. No, it was perfect. It was when your team wins like a football game or something. I suppose it is. I don't have. I don't watch the <laughs> But you know. I'm guessing that maybe that's what it's like. That's how Keys feels when the Pats win. Yeah, Just yeah. Just like super Keys. pumped. Yeah, he's super excited. I've, I felt bad. They do show like Nick slow walk back to the back. Yeah, he doesn't even look at it. He's just like, ah. And then it shows him just like walking. And then he just disappears. And it's all on Cody. And everybody's going crazy. He's going crazy. Yeah, people are just super stoked for the whole thing. And and that's where we're going to end it right now, Madeline. Okay, Gareth. Gareth. (laughs) So Cody Rhodes is the new NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. Him and, and that uh, butt. Yeah, him and that butt. <laughs> At least it'll help hold up the belt. <laughs> no, he said the belt didn't fit him right, that he doesn't like the way that it that the belt fits. Oh, does he say that? Yeah, he, I mean, later on. But um, yeah, he, he says that he was kind of disappointed when he put it on the first time because it just didn't, he didn't like the way that it fit him, which... Because it doesn't belong to him, Maddie. Is foreshadowing. <laughs> Why doesn't it fit you right, Cody? Yeah. Maybe you're not supposed to be the champion. Yeah. We haven't seen the last of Nick Aldis. We know that. The NWA from here only grows bigger and bigger. We're going to start seeing in the and next better. Yeah, in the next uh YouTube rewatch, we just start getting into other stuff like new champions appear, the bigger roster. They start growing all on their own new characters to watch. It's exciting. I'm excited to keep to keep watching and get up to date and everything. So you're saying you would come back and talk I'm more. I'm saying I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, thank you for listening at home. Uh, you guys impress me every single week with the amount of listens that we get and uh, your interaction on the social media. Speaking of the social medias, Madeline... Where can people find you if they want to talk to a lovely lady who is now an NWA fan? I'm on Instagram at princess double underscore sparkle pants. Double underscore. Double underscore. Okay. Yeah. I'm really sorry that I talk so much about butts and <laughs> I mean I think it's okay. Six pack abs, but I'm also not sorry. Yeah, it's everything that a good wrestling fan looks for. That's part of the appeal of the of wrestling. Sorry. Yeah. That's just who could blame you? All right. Nick Aldis is sexy too. Just put that Oh, out there. don't I know it. 
that accent. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. yeah, it's been wonderful having me on the show. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Gary. No, it was worth it. It was worth it having you here, Maddie. Thank you so much. I am at Rock Andrew Gary, all spelled out. The show is available on all the social medias at the NWA Pod. Easy to find. It would mean a lot if you would go give us a five-star review on iTunes. That helps more people find us. Let us know what you think. Let Maddie know what you thought of her being on here. If you want to see... yeah. I'm sorry that I mixed up Spock and Data. (laughs) You should be sorry. (laughs) I'm not sure what the crossover is between wrestling fans and Star Trek fans. So... I don't know. uh, So maybe nobody cares. Let's find out. You tell me. (laughs) Yeah. Go tell Maddie how mad you are that she mixed up Spock and Data. Princess Sparkleman. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, actually, you don't know. <laughs> I've had a great time, though. Thank you so much for having me on here. I can't wait to come back. I, I can't wait to come back either. And we'll be back next week with more. This is the NWA and more YouTube rewatches. Thanks for listening. Five, two, three. <laughs>